chugging along, writing a song when something special comes along. It's a long-winded directionless discussion for conversationalists. You bring the wit, you bring the brains, and we'll talk it over between takes. Welcome to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. We are your hosts, Olivia O'Neill. And Aiden Driscoll. And we have a lot of conversations. One of our favorite things to do is have lengthy convos with interesting people. So we started a podcast. On this podcast, you can hear us talk about the process of our writing and the inspiration that we find in music, movies, and art that intrigues us. Our conversations may range from just a random story about a trip to the grocery store to exploring our purpose as humans in a very existential way. One of our hopes with this podcast is to expand our community. We hope to have guests hear from our listeners listeners get you involved in things we think are important. So tune in for some conversations from a couple of kids who think they know better. And sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Between Takes. Do you have our notes? Uh-huh. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm trying out some new podcast personalities. Is that one of them? That's one of them. This is another one. Well, here we are back in between things. It's my NPR voice. I don't love that one as much. Yeah. Well. This is your we got third it. podcast of March. Yeah. Congratulations. You, you did. did it. <laughs> um, since we started this show, I think, just about, Liv has been saying, we need to get uh, new chairs. To, to record in ones <laughs> that are not chairs. yeah ones that are comfy and that like represent a personality and are not creaky because like wow. this is just me slightly shifting weight and that's i think it's just your chair also your chair is okay but this one's that one's pretty anyway <laughs> that's just going higher and higher up on my priority list yeah. these days so we got to get to that yeah Cool. Well, before we get this actual episode started, we got a couple house cleaning things to talk about. So first thing is first, uh, that's which is you know statistically is a good order to do things in. Um, season two will be wrapping up on April thirteenth. Um, Liv and I are going home to Minnesota mm-hmm. over that week to spend time with family. Yeah, and we're kind of doing these uh, seasons in quarters. Yes, quarterly. Yeah. So this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll probably be we'll be taking about um, two weeks mm-hmm. off, and then season three will be coming back in on April thirtieth. Which, if you're looking at a calendar, you may be noticing that that the thirtieth is not on a Wednesday, which, which is our is, typical upload yeah. day. Starting season three, we'll be switching our upload days from Wednesday to Saturday. Um, so April thirteenth, end of season two, we're gonna be gone for about two weeks. And then April 30th, season three will start, and we're also going to switch uh, releasing our episodes from Wednesday to, to Saturday. So there's that. I think that's that's the first line of business. Second line of business is if you go to uh, – let me back up. Um, when we started this podcast, when we do anything Opal-related, essentially, one of our prime kind of tentpole mission statement things that are go within that is collaboration, not just with ourselves or other creative people, but all people, because all people are creative. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to get people more and more involved. Um, and we've been we've done a little bit of that with like having some guests on and things, mm-hmm. um, but that can be kind of complicated with like scheduling and, and whatnot. Just because everyone's got everyone's got lives they're oh living. I just I don't get it <laughs> honestly. It's like I have this free time, and I don't understand why you don't have that free time as well. So anyway. 
Um, we want to have more guests, so that we're gonna we're gonna keep working on that through season three. Um, but we're also going to be adding a contact button on our Between Takes page of our website. So if you go to opalentertainmentmusic.com slash between takes, I shouldn't be this out of breath from sitting down. <laughs> I think I'm just excited. So anyway, um, a lot of changes. These are fun things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to opalentertainmentmusic.com slash between takes, there's a little contact button. There's like a little summary of like what the podcast is and whatnot. And then there'll be a contact button where you can send us in questions, topic ideas. You can send us a whole essay we can we can talk about. That's seriously like it cool to us. That would be a fun yeah. thing to try out. Yeah. Um, Our hope is that weekly we'll be able to kind of do a portion of the episode where mm-hmm. we answer questions. So we're you basically know, kind of a weekly question yeah. from you guys. Where we're having um, you on the podcast in written form. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of really cool. cool, and I feel like, um, you know, we can come up with questions ourselves, but there's only two of us, so think of all the other people that have Nick Caliano, right. we're thinking of you. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> if you've got questions, we know you openentertainmentmusic.com <laughs> slash between takes. Um, um, yeah, we will, I think you can put links in the, like the show notes. I learned on podcasts, it's not called the description, on YouTube it's called the description. Oh, yeah. And on podcast it's called the show notes just recently i learned that so uh that's that um another change that we're making is we we have uh revamped patreon just a little bit we've consolidated down the tiers we've kind of just basically made it a more um just for us it made more sense to do it this way and we thought well if it was confusing to us it's probably confusing to people going to our Patreon page. So we want to make it, we simplified it. We made it a lot more clear. So um, just kind of want to reiterate again, what Patreon is, is is a, uh, it's basically the best way where you can get the highest quality Opal content right. in a consistent manner. And it's a subscription-based platform, right. meaning you have to subscribe to the different tiers to receive that content. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, yeah, like we said, we kind of revamped it. Um, it's pretty simple and straightforward. Right. Um, there's three different extremely tiers. Extremely exciting for us. You right. get a lot of. There's lots of early access. There's things that are li- like just exclusive to Patreon that we will not be releasing anywhere else mm-hmm. um, for now. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, it's also we kind of keep driving this point home. But like I said earlier, like collaboration is such a focal point yeah. for the two of us. So. Patreon is a way where we're going to be releasing demos, which is only going to be available on uh, Patreon. Um, where we're basically releasing an early drafts of our brand new album that we're still working on. Um, so you're basically getting to help us create an album. You, like We yeah. genuinely want your feedback and your opinions and your thoughts and ideas on these demos and on these projects yeah. so that we can, when we actually release the final product, you can have your name in the... In the... Shoot, what's it called? <laughs> In CDs. Summary? No. Oh. The helpers? Nah. Liner. Something. Album liner. That's not it. Oh, this is going to bug me. I know this. I know this. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. No, it's okay. That. Yeah. (laughs) That thing that we can't remember. But we'll... We want to, like, get... It'd be awesome if we have 90 people collaborating with us on this album mm-hmm. and only 10 of them were actually in the studio with us and the rest were giving opinions and ideas through Patreon. That's, yeah, I think that's super awesome. Liter- yeah, it would yeah. be so, so, so cool. It's also a great way to help just support Opal. 
to help us find the best resources to record um, the next album right. with the best quality and all that. Yeah. Cool. So that's kind of everything about Patreon. Thanks for sticking out those introductions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to recap one more time. Okay. Season two ends April 13th. Season three switches from Wednesday to Saturday and premieres on April 30th. Um, we added the new contact page on the Between Takes page of Opal Entertainment, opalentertainmentmusic.com slash Between Takes, where you can contact us, and then Patreon. Yep. Just revamping there. Um, yeah. That's that. Now maybe. Can I... Sorry. Oh. This will be kind of a fun episode. Did you have something to say? No. Word. Um, this is kind of a fun episode. It's kind of another hodgepodge thing, um, but it's more like... Uh, story driven than just like random topic idea driven which i think is going to be kind of interesting yeah um first thing is i learned a new word live okay do you what know is it? it's it's bloviate bloviate yes what does that mean it means let me double check the definition to talk at length especially in an inflated or empty way inflated or empty yes you know what context i heard this in what context? i heard i was listening to a podcast and at one point they mentioned the oscars <laughs> and they were talking about all the millionaires in their thousand dollar suits going up there and bloviating and i was like what's that <laughs> now bloviate never heard that and i googled it and i was like yes so who is this guy and anyway so then i was bloviate was just i have never ever heard that word i love that word now it sounds kind of weird it does Blo- i just picture a blowfish <laughs> Bloviate. Um, I also randomly thought of voicemail today. Just the word. Voicemail? Voicemail. So you know, like that's when like you know what a yeah. voicemail is. Okay. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Just don't want to explain that. Um the idea, it's like, okay, email, the E is short for electronic, right? Okay, yeah. It's electronic mail. So that makes sense. Voicemail is a similar thing, but it's with your voice. Right. But it is Oh, you have a voicemail from so-and-so, right? Mm, yes. And you don't say, hey, here's a mail I got in your mailbox. It's a letter, right? Mm, yeah. Or more commonly a bill or random advertisements for things <laughs> you don't need. So it's like, it's not, I just thought of that. And it's like, it's, the grammatical parallels don't t- totally line up. Sure. That's all. Okay. But you receive an email from your email. That's, yeah. It's not an e-letter. I see what you're see what saying. I'm saying? Like, like, if we're gonna be consistent with how we say, so it should things, be like, I sent a voicemail. I, but and I received I a voice it, letter. Voicemail should be the system in which you use. Oh, it's I'm in gonna the go to mail. my voice la- voicemail and send you a voice letter. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. It sounds dumb. Yeah. So I'm like, I think they probably were just like, it doesn't matter. People know what this means, but right. or they'll figure it out. Anyway, why are you yawning so much, Liv? Sorry. <laughs> coffee, coffee. So there's that. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah. So bloviate and voicemail are two things that kind of hit me differently today, the past few days. Um, Have you ever had like a word-a-day calendar? No. I've made jokes about it before. Which I, don't know I wonder if they actually thing. teach you new words that like that like that you really don't know. You know what Quick Trip? The uh, we haven't talked about Quick Trip on the podcast for a minute. <laughs> we have. So. You know Quick Trip where you would have the word a day. No. Oh, you didn't. No. You know they would have you'd you'd start filling up and it'd be. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. like the cheddar news would start playing yeah. or whatever. You're right. And then it would have the word of the day yeah. is and it would tell you that I learned a couple of new words I can't remember any right now <laughs> but I, I they would go by too quick 
Yeah. Like I would read the word and it would take me just to figure out how to pronounce the word. I'd be like, okay, cool. And then I'd read the definition and I, it would go, be gone already. Yeah. So that it's was kind fun. Of fun. Yeah. What did you say right before that? Oh, word of day calendars. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Aiden's going to share some fun stories that he thought of. And I, one I didn't of them think I, of their oh. experiences that I was there with. Aiden's, adjacent we're going to call this portion Aiden's experiences. Dunno. You can insert the theme song there. Okay. So so when we moved here, um, the house that we moved into didn't have a washer or dryer, and it still doesn't. So we thought we were, like, sitting down doing the math, figuring out, okay, so we could go get a washer and dryer or whatever, but we thought for right now it probably makes more sense it would be cheaper in the long run if we just went to a laundromat to do our laundry rather right. than spend a whole bunch of money up front for a washer and dryer mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so we've been going to this laundromat. One time I was there at this laundromat by myself. Normally me and Liv go together, but sometimes I'll just go by myself because I don't remember why Scheduling I was Scheduling issues. Scheduling issues. <laughs> um, I was there by myself, and I was just chilling. Um, I think it was one of the few times where I was uh, reading a book rather than doing... Um, crossword? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My crossword. Um, and I was just sitting there, and this little, like, probably four-year-old girl walks up and like taps me in the arm and she goes do you live here and i say no and then just like to play back with her i was like do you live here and she gives me just the most freaked out disgusted look and goes no i live with my grandma and she just walked away with such like who is this freak sitting over here reading this book he thought i lived in this laundromat excuse me and she was the one who started it. Yeah. She was the one who asked me if I Didn't lived there. Did you say that she like started saying something else before or something? I heard her like saying something. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, she was kind of looking in my direction, but I was reading and I just didn't really get it. I was listening. Just... And then she like taps me on the arm and she's like, do you, do you live, live here? here? And I thought, I, first I was a little insulted. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I know I don't dress the nicest. I know I don't put a lot of effort into my appearance, but I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy who camps out in a laundromat all night. That's your problem, girl. Yeah, anyway. That's so um, funny. And then she's just, then she, I just love how, like, disgusted she, she is. She like, so just insulted would, no. that I would assume that she lived in a laundromat. Which, like, yeah, you get it. I didn't understand. Like, we were both totally on the same page all of a sudden. But she was completely in denial that she was the one who originated this, this conversation. You're just yawning up a storm. Sorry. What's going on? So yeah, there's that story. Liv thinks that's a hilarious story. I think, I think it's a pretty it's so funny, funny story. But I just yeah. love how, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, can there... just picture you guys both. I don't know. Yeah. And then we were just kind of chilling there because it's like we both had just gotten there, fairly yeah, around the same time. So right. it was like the next like forty five minutes Awkward. was just kind of. I don't live here and you don't live here, but just let's not talk to each other. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and read my book. And... I just love. She's only like four years old. Yeah. And then she got M&M's, which, like, I wasn't jealous about. Right. Because, like, M&M's aren't even that good. So yeah. it's not even a big deal. Um, it's a pretty good story. I yeah. think it's funny. So, yeah. Laundromat. That'll happen. <laughs> sometimes sometimes four-year-old girls will look at you and just, and just assume the worst. And then they'll be absolutely insulted when you try and flip it back on them. Double standards. <laughs> Come on. Honestly super funny you have any good stories any good laundromat stories 
I don't know if it's a good story, but today this lady came up to me and she had like three little girls and I don't, I mean, they were probably all different ages, but they just all seemed similar age. Anyway, she's like, I can't find my shopping cart. They don't have, cause I work at a grocery store and she can't find her shopping yeah, cart. Yeah. She was like, I don't know where it is. I had the coats in it and I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. She's like, I parked it right here. And the little girls all came over around me and they were all talking to me at different times. They're like, my hands, I, I couldn't push it anymore. Cause my hands, they were so tired. And she's like, I, I was so hot. She was like, <laughs> fanning herself and i was like okay oh. i don't know what to do exactly so i was like i'll go talk to my manager and on my way there i found the card at the end of this she left it in the refrigerated section it was on the end of aisle 14 which is like not the refrigerated section uh-huh. anyway i saw it was funny so i brought it back she's like where you know where was it and she's like so anyway someone must have taken it on accident right. and like switched it out while she was like getting something mm-hmm. but i just thought it was so cute because all of a sudden, yeah, I'm just walking over to where, like, she parked it just to make mm-hmm. sure, like, we didn't, it wasn't around. And, this, like, I feel this tap on my elbow. It's a little, and then they all, like, there's, like, three of them swarmed up <laughs> talking to me and just trying to explain, like, uh-huh. why they didn't. Why they weren't the ones responsible yeah, for losing the like, cart. That's funny. <laughs> they were so cute. I just love, she, they were just so dramatic. They were like, my hands were so tired. I couldn't push it anymore. <laughs> and the mom's just, like, standing there. It was pretty funny. It caught me off guard. Yeah. I never bet someone who was so frantic about, I lost my shopping cart. Mm-hmm. It's like, how? <laughs> how did this happen? Yeah. How do you, I mean. <laughs> I think someone yeah. just took, they must have parked it and then they went over to mm-hmm. the refrigerated area and came back and it was gone. That's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> well, speaking of homeschooling, um, nice. which we weren't, <laughs> but I just wanted to get there. We were homeschooled. We were homeschooled. Most of my life, anyway. Uh-huh. I mean, you were always homeschooled. Oh, yeah. Your early years. Not early. Yeah, before your parents met the Lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a private Christian school. Well, mm. anyway, that was a joke. Yeah. I actually um, liked it. Yeah, you have good memories. You had to wear lavender skirts or something, didn't you? Or green plaid, but close. Was it Lexi who wore lavender? I feel like I saw some lavender clothing, like a white turtleneck and a lavender skirt. Um, no. Are you sure? Lavender was not our color. No, I'm it was green and maybe positive. blue. I, I promise. Okay. I just saw a picture, and well, you were you that like a, a one of the infamous O'Neill pictures of like Lexi and Jack with the picnic table, and Lexi's all like, mm, and she's wearing a white turtleneck and like a green or uh, lavender. It's not lavender. All right, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> So you yeah, test you, your color blindness. Shush. <laughs> um, yeah, we were both homeschooled, mm-hmm. um, but we were talking just the other day about how different our homeschooling was in a way, which is how it should be. That's part of the advantages of homeschooling. Yeah, is, the, is that each child is different and unique, so mm-hmm. their education should be tailored to them being different and unique. And I mean, just different how like just different families, right. obviously, going to be mm-hmm. different too. So, um, Liv, tell us about your homeschooling career. Yeah. So I went to a private school, kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. Um, Which is, as we said before, your parents met the Lord. Right. (laughs) It actually was quite small. There were like eight kids in my class. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe like 10 or 12 at the most, but, oh. Give me just a second. Spilling tea just a little bit. Be right back. (laughs) BRB. Not spilling tea in the, like, spill the tea. (laughs) 
Shannon's doing goat yoga. Oh, Shannon. <laughs> Buddy. Go for it. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's intense. Maybe it's a good Look thing at it's that goat. It's so cute. Dancing on her. Does that one turn a little bit? Oh. Has anyone done goat yoga and would they recommend? Just oh. a random question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry to spill tea and then get interrupted by goat yoga. Um. um anyway, small. So it wasn't like your typical um public school big 20 kids class or whatever mm-hmm. it was small did um, you have any bullies no <laughs> there's one girl i didn't get really along with but mm, we weren't bullies was she the one that played heidi when you didn't play heidi yeah. wait actually <laughs> i played I heidi so in scenes this. one and two and she played heidi in scenes three and four yeah and she got she got to do i was the one that was although i was the cool heidi it was before she went i actually don't remember the whole play i only remember the part that i was in but it was when she was on the mountains with her uncle, and then she goes in, I think she gets adopted or something, or visits her cousins or something like that, and goes into town. So she got to wear, like, a fancy dress, and I was a little jealous of that. But I got to, like, enter by walking down the aisle and, like, taking off my socks and my coat. And not weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was like running Your in the field. Your parents should have met the Lord much <laughs> sooner. <laughs> Just, okay. like, anyway. You got to be the fun, playful Heidi, and she was a lame, staunch yeah. Heidi. Yeah. But I also, she got to wear the fancy dress. I'm sorry, Liv. It's fine. Anyway, and then third grade came around, we moved, and decided to homeschool. I don't know, I think it was like, well, to be frank, we can keep this or not. We didn't want, she knew that she didn't want to put us in a public school, but the Christian schools were really expensive. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, we might as well. And I think it was, I mean, it was also just being able to be a part of every part of our um, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother, Jack, never went to school, and he learned to. So so he was really the one that, like, I learned to read, write, basic math. Mm-hmm. All that was taught to me through pub- private school. Um, but But I will say... My mom and my parents both had the homeschooling. Both your mom and your parents. Oh, okay, <laughs> my mom and dad both had the homeschooling mindset, even though we went to school. Which to me, that is being in charge of every aspect of our education. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made that decision to have another person teach us, but they were right there, talking, you know, mm-hmm. helping us read when we came home or going through what we were learning and different stuff. So mm-hmm. not like. To me, that's like the homeschooling mindset. So I think right. you can have that mindset, but still your kids to go to this or this. In our community, for example, um, back home, we had a really big homeschooling community. With that, the parents would start co-ops. Mm-hmm. So, You're talking you about know, once you moved to Rochester? Yeah. I okay. never was part of this. Um, but there were like, say, you know, there's one parent that's really good at math. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, I'm gonna start a class. Whoever has kids that are in this level, mm-hmm. I'll teach. So it's very like it was very low key, I think, but maybe not. Mm. Okay, I mean, you've been part of a couple. The of chess them. class was not low key, oh. which I feel like the chess class sh- should be the <laughs> most low key. Mm-hmm. But anyway, keep going. Um, a lot of my um, education. Um, when I hit a certain point was middle school, I would say, 
um, I did a lot of self-paced learning classes through classical curriculums like our um, company, I don't know, Veritas Press. Um, did you do? What's it called? What's the one I just came off of? Win. Winnipeg? No. Shoot. I don't remember what it's You're talking called. about the one just like a couple of years was, ago? Yeah, like when I was senior. I'm not sure about the one when you were, because okay. when you were like a junior, that was when you did all the Lutheran stuff, right? Not the Lutheran stuff, but it was like named after, it was like Winnipeg or Win oh. Concord. No. What was that one called? You know what I'm talking about though? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a very, I, ver- <laughs> <laughs> a very, a very toss press, <laughs> a variety of different online things. Some of them had live person classes that I would go to and then complete the homework throughout the week. Or it was like every day a class or it was self-paced things where it was pre-recorded videos and, um, things. I, I actually like the in-person ones cause a lot, I did a lot of writing and a lot of paper. So then it was, mm-hmm. you know, graded in a sense, or at least, you know, it was right. graded, but, um, by people, mm. um, which was kind of nice to get feedback on. Um, <clears throat> we did, uh, we did a lot of those things on our own, but then we would come together. I, there's three of us in my family, um, three kids. I mean, and we did a lot of, um, we did at least a couple classes together too, where it was like we took up something that we were all interested in and learned together, which I think was really cool because mm-hmm. I feel like that built our friendships now because mm-hmm. we were with each other and around each other every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it has helped connect us, I guess, just because we were together and we right. enjoyed it. There's also a lot more time to be outside, um, you know, eat yummy food. What? Cafeteria food is bad. Oh. And bologna. I love bologna. Can I talk about how that? Uh, when I was in kindergarten, I had a bologna sandwich every day and I absolutely loved it. I look at it now and it's disgusting. No offense to those who eat it. But it's so it's processed. It's just purely processed meat. Yeah. In case you want to hear my thoughts. This yeah, is those kind of, are all your thoughts? See, I thought you had like a whole... This is kind of, yeah, this is kind of rambly. I mean, at uh, a certain age, I think I was tw- 11 or something when I joined the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, that first started out as like acting classes, polite mechanicals or whatever, the younger junior mm-hmm. version of that. <laughs> um, that was a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. And then I started... Uh, I auditioned for a play, and that kind of was play-to-play, kind of a, something going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it was Sky Vault when I hit ninth grade in high school. Um, so that part, that uh, was a big part of my education as well, because we did a lot of studying literature, mm-hmm. um, people, just psychology of things, and the way people learn. Um, we studied a lot of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I feel like very familiar with pretty much any Shakespeare play. Um, I haven't read all like of Titus them. Like Andronicus? Yeah. Any well-known Shakespeare... Okay, Mr. Sorry, Son of joke. the Director. Sorry. I don't know Titus Andronicus. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. I pronounced it like three different times <laughs> just now. So, sorry. I was a but joke. But anyway, no, it's fine. I will contribute that as part of... We also did a lot of chemistry in those years. How so? Um... 
just you know yeah. chromosomes and why mentos equals. and sprite oh what? First of all, chemistry is not, isn't that, that mostly... Was, that was the joke. Oh. <laughs> the joke was that we don't do, that we didn't do any chemistry unless no. you talk about, like, friendships, yeah. chemistry between people, which always confused and me a little. I will say also one thing is the way I learned really well was by reading. Yeah, you're a freak um, man in that sense. Yeah. Where my brother, much more of a hands-on learner, yeah. so he did a lot of projects, which mm-hmm. included math obviously because he he built a lot mm-hmm. of things like he was the time where he built all these crosses because he found a he also found a group of dead mice so he, like baby mice in our uh-huh. anyway, that's a different story <laughs> but he built little crosses for their graves <laughs> he was actually like so sad about that. that's kind of sweet um he did a lot so of, like, he's very hands-on later on yeah too. and he did a lot of like they did a math with blocks so like that's how he learned to add and mm-hmm. all that types of stuff um but i loved reading and writing a lot lexi was pretty well-rounded I, she's now really good at math well i mean she's dropped a few <laughs> <laughs> um does lexi listen to this <laughs> i don't know okay um anyway yeah so, so my my education was catered toward a lot of books i mean i've read a lot of we talked about you know or i guess our last, our last episode <laughs> yeah um a lot of philosophy, a lot of... I, there was a time where I studied a lot of, like, the Constitution, the Federalist Papers. The, yeah. All those, you know, li- on liberty by whoever his name is. But mm-hmm. A lot of books about that, too. Mm-hmm. Government. The, I don't remember this happening, but the story was when I was, like, five or six, I had, like, learned the alphabet just because, you know, I knew the alphabet. And so my mom was like, well, I can probably start teaching them how to read then. I'm, I'm the fifth kid. So at this mm. point, uh, on one hand, it was like they my parents had been around the block a time or two. On the other hand, they were still figuring it out because every child is different. But the I, I had learned the alphabet, and my mom said, it's about time you can learn how to read. And so she sits me down with this book, and it starts out with like the two of us sitting next to each other on the couch. And she's like trying to like help me sound out the words and all that. And about 10 minutes later, she, like, looks over again, and I'm, like, upside down, hanging off the couch with, like, my head, and my feet are sticking up on the wall and all that. And she's like, he, he probably, he can wait. <laughs> He'll learn how to read. Um, and I did learn how to read. Yeah. I know how to read words and all th- kinds of things. Um, Constantinople. And I can't stand an opal. Um, but, uh... <laughs> I still love that joke. <laughs> I can spell like the Dickens. Constantinople. <laughs> Arsenic and all lace. Oh. You know. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was something that, whereas, like, my younger brother, Taliesin, um, learned to read around that time, around, like, five or six, because he was much more uh, kind of like you in a way. He, uh, another story, was that we were doing a show and we were there in the theater, in the auditorium, and my younger brother, he was probably like three or four at this time. And he's, you know, you know, it's production week, I think, so we've been rehearsing. We've been there probably six, eight hours or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like a long day. And he's getting tired. He's getting a little bit fussy. And so my mom's trying to, like, calm him down, trying to give him something to do. And she's just like, hey, look at look at the seat. And you know, like, on the front of the seats, they'll say, like, F1, F2, F3, oh, uh-huh. and, like, the aisles and all that. And she's like, look, look at all, like, the numbers and stuff like that. And he immediately, like, stops, like, stops crying or whatever or fussing, and he, like, looks at it, 
And he just just like pacing up and down, like chair by chair by chair by chair, the entire auditorium just counting all the seats. And he would just like sit. I remember him just like sitting or walking around and just count. And just count, like, can I count to 100 today? And he'd try and he'd count to 100. And then he'd be like, why? Wow, you counted to 100. And then he'd be like, so what's next? And then it's 200. So you go 101, 102, and you just say it over to get to 200. And he would do that. And he would just walk around and count. So, like, numbers were very much his thing. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. And then, yeah. So, I mean, math very early on were was, was a very strong suit for him, but not for me. And the mm-hmm. two of us are very similar in personality in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I was... I could do math and I liked math when I knew what I was doing, which is to say once I got past long division, it was frustrating right. <laughs> for the rest of my well, I think, yeah. high school career. <laughs> um, um, whereas like Taliesin has gotten into like calculus and trigonometry and all that. And actually he, like, like thrives in it. Right. He just like, he loves the, like, let's put one giant problem. that's going to take you an hour to solve and just talk about it and, and figure it out. That's he totally thrives in that. Hmm. Um, yeah. And that's something too, that I think my parents found was, was like in a typical textbook schoolroom setting, I didn't necessarily thrive in any specific subject. Maybe the closest you could say would be like English if we're talking about not just grammar, but like literature and all that. Sure. Um, which normally there aren't a ton of super extensive literature no. classes in grade school or it's high school. It's usually like an extra credit thing. Right. Or once you get to like college or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but they, I liked music very early on. I liked music and theater obviously was just kind of one of those things that was happening constantly in our family. So it was like, right. we might as well try it too. And mm-hmm. then... Like you said, you know, that taught a lot about literature, philosophy, theology, all that jazz. Yeah. All the good stuff. All the <laughs> ologies. Um, Lots of different kinds of leaves. Yeah. Dave really likes trees. Yeah. So whenever we were outside, he'd always be like, oh, that's a... Populus tremuloides is the only one I can remember, which is a quaking aspen. And you can tell it's an aspen because of the way it is. <laughs> to quote Nietzsche, guys. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I didn't, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I think I'm, looking at myself now, it's like, I think I'm a smart guy. Yeah. I think I have a lot of knowledge, but like looking back on the actual typical textbook classroom education, I'm not necessarily. Sure. Or I can't like point to a specific subject and be like, oh yeah, I was really good at that. Or, you know, yeah. and it's not like it was bad. It's not like, no. I, it was just like when I look at it and see like, what did I actually thrive in? It wasn't any of those things. Right. And that's so much of the freedom of homeschooling is just that. Yeah. It's the fact that Jack is more of a hands-on learner than, than you are. So you so put in, a book in, in some you put sense, a, sorry. Sorry. In some sense, in our family, like we learned the same things for mm-hmm. the most part. I guess there are certain things where I went further in this and Lexi went further in that or something. At oh, you're talking about, just, sorry, I thought you meant like you, no. your family and my family, but you, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. But the way we came about learning them was right. fairly different. I mm-hmm. say Lexi and I learned this similarly um you mean you like just taking information in a similar manner jack is the stark contrast i guess in the sense of hands-on and not as many videos and not as much reading but more listening actually like talking to the people and doing it yeah yeah Yeah. or like he does math lessons with my grandma every Mm -hmm. day or whatever because he he just needs that person that's there and to explain where Lexi and I can intake information from a textbook or a video 
and for the most part, do I that. think Jack. I mean, it's like, yeah, Jack's social in a very different way than you and Lexi are. He is. So it kind of needs very... to grab his attention. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, sorry. To... Which is like a project. It's something, right. Yeah. And so that's something like going back again to the theater is that he did get involved a lot with like the set build and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that type of personality was very nice and very helpful in those contexts yeah. because it was like and you could explain it to him, walk him through it once, and then we'd be like, awesome, this 11-year-old or 8-year-old yeah. sometimes was like, cool, he's going to build that whole staircase with I this other guy. with our education and maybe just our parents' uh, mindset for us also was like we could do it if we if we put in the work and we gave our 100%. So I think Jack just had that mindset of like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm only eight. Like he wasn't told like, right. you're only eight. You can only be doing, you can only get to this level in right. math right now because that's, you're in second grade or whatever mm-hmm. it is. No, it was like, how far are you willing to go? How far mm-hmm. much work are you willing to put in? Right. Okay, cool. This is the rewards in the real world. You get told at eight years old that you can be in charge of this set or mm-hmm. you're not really, but he right. wasn't in charge, but in charge of this project. Like, mm-hmm. Um, not saying like, I think kids, um, it's really important for them to be treated like, um, like people. Yeah. And like that they, and like, you're not going to give a kid a a saw, a table Mm -hmm. saw because they can do anything an adult can do. I'm not saying that it's like, but they had those expectations for kids. Like if you expect them to do, if you expect them to do well, and mm-hmm. succeed and that you're not going to be like they're going to they're going to do well it's it, how do i say i think sometimes the school system says this is all we expect of you yeah and then the kids are like well okay i guess this is all i'm worth right now mm-hmm. and maybe that's all they can do but you shouldn't i, I think God, i wish i knew a better way of saying this but i think um Having that mindset of, I can do this, and also willingness to learn mm-hmm. and receive criticism from other people and receive tips. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, Jack was eight years old, and, and, and he didn't know that he was little in the sense of, like, right. too little for this. Uh, Dave talks about this all the time. It's like, when we did theater and we were at the national level... Mm-hmm. I was 15 or something, which is like kind of young to be right. at, you know, um, or Just whatever. Just for context, the, the, we were part of a community theater festival and we made it to the national level. After we were like the youngest by like 20 years. 70 years. Yeah. Oh, apart from one other group. Yeah. Who had two actors who are teenagers as well. But yeah, keep going. Did they make it to nationals? Yeah. Oh. Remember? Cool because we showed them around rochester and all that yeah they made oh, it yeah. nationals because of like the way that our region was set up it, yeah. it worked out that we could get two from there and we were like doing they made it because <laughs> yeah, their show was so amazing good. sorry keep going um but it's because dave had those expectations for us like oh yeah mm-hmm. you can do this i expect great things from you i expect the best from you you know it's mm-hmm. not i expect you to only make it to this level because you're only 15 right and it was something that's like People would say, oh, wow, you know, would see the show and mm-hmm. go like, wow, that's amazing. You know, and you're all so young or something like that. And sometimes it could feel like, 
that was pretty good for some teenagers type thing. And it'd be <laughs> that like, was pretty good for pick for animation. Sure. Movie. Like yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah. And it's that like, like puts us in a box. It's just a, what about, what happened to just like good? What happened to just <laughs> basic quality of what And not expecting? saying that everyone did that. No. That's just a, but it was something that was like, I would get irritated with partly because of that. Cause sometimes the attitude was pretty good for a bunch of teenagers mm-hmm. who don't know what they're doing and you know, total amateurs, whatever. Um, <laughs> Community that can get frustrating. Stuff. Exactly. Community theaters who they know what they're talking about. Um, not that I'm bitter, but you can go listen to the episode <laughs> we had with my father where we talk extensively about this. Theater um, culture. Theater culture, <laughs> which we have more to say, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that episode's only an hour long. and we My dad's been at it for about 40 <laughs> years. So <laughs> anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, but it was just like, I think a lot of it was annoying too because prior to that, the people like our parents who were watching rehearsals or other friends and stuff who would watch it, they weren't responding out of good for teenagers. They were responding out of just the standards that we all had agreed upon, that we all set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't, it was easier to talk to people that way. It was easier yeah. to, for, you know, I remember I think Sophie watched the dress rehearsal. And she was like, she pointed out, you know, that part was really cool. I really like this part. That part confused me. And what if you worked on this or whatever? And yeah. that was like, it made sense because we all understood what we were talking about. She wasn't saying, and she was older than us, you yeah, know, she by, had, a bit. by a bit, she'd already kind of, you know, moved on to the next things. Um, but she had a respect for you. Right. And she didn't come in and be like, hi, I'm three years older than you. And I'm coming in as the senior to no. explain how you're incorrect or whatever. She came in as fellow actor with each other and yeah let's get this good and right right and anyway the reason i bring this up initially is i think that can translate over into your education right is like which i would say you're gonna learn to read at a different time taliesin is gonna learn to read a bunch by 10 right or read a bunch of books by 10 because he's not given the limitations of like this is only fourth grade reading sure. list. Right. You know what I'm, or whatever. Right. That's all these, I'm using too many numbers. Because <laughs> he now is 17, is a junior in high school and has read the Odyssey. And it's like for a junior to read that in high school, that's cool. But he read that before when he was like 13 or something like that. You read the Odyssey too. I know. I know. Big what? <laughs> I haven't read the Odyssey. He's, your little youngest brother is going to be graduating My soon. youngest brother will graduate next year. Is that sad for your mom? I don't know. Mom, is that sad for you? I'm not trying to, like, bring emotions. She didn't answer yet. Okay. Mom, was that sad for you? Okay, Don, wrap it up. <laughs> My mom still views herself as a teacher to her older children as well. Yeah. So that's cool, too. Yeah. And that's the main thing that my, me and my sister have talked about a lot, how she – and we've talked about this a little bit, too, but she looks at so much, like, her homeschooling life and realizes that so much of what she learned was the fact that she can always learn was that you don't exclusively learn within these 12 years of childhood, within these specific classrooms, yeah. with these standards, with these tests. You And she, was, she points to homeschooling and being like, that taught me that I have the responsibility and capability to learn more and educate yeah. myself and find those resources and, and understand, you know, all that stuff. Right. Basic discernment. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, there were times where, like, as you get older, your parents don't know everything, especially, like, new things coming out. So, like, there were times where my mom and I learned things together. Mm-hmm. Because we were both had to learn. Like, <laughs> she yeah. didn't know them yet. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool, too. And it's kind of different. Also, your parents come from an educational mm-hmm. background. Like, they have degrees in 
I mean, literature and writing and mm-hmm. English and all that. My parents don't necessarily, but we still conquered. Right. right. We still graduated. And it's not like either of my parents' strong suit was math or chemistry or all the lame stuff that wasn't literature <laughs> and music and theater. Um, but you find people that in your life that do like Talisa right. and your other the Hinkles, mm-hmm. a friend who's like super he homeschools his uh, right. kids too. So and he's, he's like, an engineer. So like he knows this stuff. So it's like hey, yeah. so you find I mean I think people are this isn't like a I don't know people I think are scared of it sometimes of because you have, because in yeah. one sense it feels like you have to do it all by yourself right which I'm saying like that's not it at all mm-hmm. like you need a community right your kids. Don't need to be staying home. I think people think like, oh, they stay home and they don't have social skills and don't know yeah. how to talk. To, and it's like, you can find those people. Right. And um, it's also okay to ask for help mm-hmm. by another parent or another person you know that's like, hey, can you teach my kid this? Mm-hmm. Because there's most likely someone in your, that you know can. Right. It doesn't mean you have to do everything on your own. And mm-hmm. I think it's still, like, we did a lot of onla- online classes, and I met a lot of, like, cool professors, teachers mm-hmm. through online that I wouldn't have met because they were f- in Texas or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Wittenberg Academy. Wittenberg. That's where I graduated uh, senior year. Sorry. Just, I, I just came back to me, too, and I was like. There's three of them. Yeah, I thought so. it was Winnipeg. But it's Wittenberg. There were three. So it was, what was the first one? Trace Diaz? Veritas Press. Veritas Press? Although that might have been the self-paced. I've done, I've, I jumped around a bit at yeah. different things just because I uh, want to try out different You stuff. were kind of the rebel. Well, my whole, yeah. I was making a joke about how like, because anyway, yeah. it's the equivalent of like doing six different schools within a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Cool. That's kind of our homes. I don't know. I, it's kind of interesting and fun to talk about because um, it's a big part of our life. Right. And we both fully endorse it. And it is fun to meet. Like, there are quite a few people. Like, after be- living in Minnesota, there was quite a big community there. I was mm-hmm. scared. Like, I'm not scared, but I was, like, curious coming to Nashville if there were yeah. going to be some. But we, like, have already met, like, a, a good a chunk of people that have been homeschooled or that are homeschooling. I think it's more common starting, you know. Right. For 2020, well, everyone yeah. was, so. And Blimey Cows from Nashville, so. Yeah. And they're big on, well, I mean, they were all homeschooled yeah. on that. I actually am part of a, like, men's group at um, at church, and all of them are homeschooled. So it's like. What? It was, it's so cool. All, all of us were homeschooled. It's so. Stuart? Stuart, Andrew, Jeremy. Andrew? Yeah. Andrew was homeschooled. What the? Yeah. We were all homeschooled. I didn't know that. Simone and Vinny were homeschooled. Yeah, so it's anyway. really bizarre, though. They're older. They are. I don't meet a lot of people that, maybe, I guess maybe now I do. You just don't meet people? I think of myself as younger. But, like, Mac and, like, people, where they were homeschooled, and they're, like, you right. know, they're, yeah, I'm not going to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Mac? Cut, Liv thinks you're old. No. She's a mom now. Yeah, she's probably not listening to this anyway because Mac hates us. <laughs> so we're kind of evens out. Liv thinks you're old. Mac hates you. I don't know why she's the first person. I don't know either. It's like there are more relevant. Had a like my with older her. brother, <laughs> like Brendan. Yeah. Is about the same age as Andrew. Yeah. And, so I just I forget that I got. I'm, yeah. We're getting older. We're. Pro- 
progressing in their age. Yeah. So. So yeah. Anything else to add? Um, I fully endorse homeschooling. I think that it is the way to go. It is how I want to raise my children. It is, I think, the best way for children to, for children to learn and for them as adults to have freedom in continuing their own education and educating their own children. And for me, I'm going to go, I don't know if you agree with this. I think, um, homeschooling, obviously endorse it, um, I think it is a mindset, though, too. So homeschooling can look like a lot of different things in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. It can mean online classes. It can mean co-ops. It can mean everything textbook. It can mean, um, the you know, the parent is solely the teacher through all of that. You know, um, it can mean... And it can mean that within one family. A school... Like, I, I don't know. I think, yeah... Public schools suck. I will say I don't think I will ever send my children to that. Mm-hmm. Um, private schools can also be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're, I don't know. I haven't done enough research into the different ones and, and what they're about. If they're government run, obviously. Well, they're not because they're private. Right. Anything government run school, I think. Kick that out the door. Mm-hmm. I don't picture myself sending my kids to a private school, um, but you never know what the child mm-hmm. needs. Um, if that's like a year in a school setting with mm-hmm. teachers and people that I trust, that's a homeschooling mindset in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's where I'm at, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think like you said, I think that the, 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 the most important thing with homeschooling is the parents being equally as involved in the child's education as the child is. And yeah. So. And I guess I think there are things in the public school system that are gradually being put into education and we're just letting it slip in and, and we're saying, well, mm-hmm. nothing. there'll be fine or that's not going to stick or we'll have conversations and maybe so. Um, But I think kids are very impressionable. You learn a lot, even just through elementary, about life, mm-hmm. about things, about how you're going to view certain things. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that you're being fed good, rich, soul-giving, like, inform- I don't mm-hmm. know. I think there's just a lot of lies that are an agenda that's being put into kids in public mm-hmm. school. I mean, agenda, mm-hmm. not knowledge at all. Mm-hmm. Um, all my education was considered classical, which means um we read some contemporary works but it it wasn't it wasn't not it wasn't what's the word just wasn't agenda it wasn't agendaized well it was it was classic works and and learning thinking and learning right it was much more here's this thing i'm not going to tell you how to feel about it i'm not going to tell you how to think about it here's this thing and Mm-hmm. That is now your learning discernment. It's, it's <clears throat> I mean, a lot of things, especially, weren't facts. It wasn't yeah. about facts. Which, looking at the booklets that second graders get, that's all it is. Yeah. And it's like, fill out this worksheet with multiple choice, and you get to color in a s- square. 
Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. If, but at the same time, not. It, mm-hmm. Learning that, that um, thinking in that, like, thinking for yourself is so, so important. Yeah. Which, give it to them, public school, you can't do that. That It's just mm-hmm. a poorly set up system because um, if you have 20 kids... Yeah. You won't like it's nothing on the teacher. And you it's have nothing, 50 like, minutes to teach those 20 kids this thing. They're doing it the most efficiently way that they can, but the thing is is like everyone is so different and right. and the most efficient way just isn't the most efficient way. Right. And you're just not going to get a deep deep understanding of things, which I think is can be really confusing and hard for kids that they're going to think that they're dumb. Mhm. I mean, they're going to and just hate education and learning mm-hmm. which rightfully so i mean right so mm-hmm. i know that there are um plenty of people i respect that send their kids to public school and i do see them being integrated in, in part in part of their children i do i and i understand certain jobs uh, certain wraparounds i guess it's just like um I'm just sharing my experience and just saying I'm glad that my parents I'm I feel that it was worth mm-hmm. um I'm excited I don't know another way. Right. So I'm just giving my opinion on what I know. Mm-hmm. And I obviously don't know everything. But these are I just want to share these things because I think it's important um tidbits and things to share. And I've never been a parent either. Well, that one time. (laughs) To homeschool my kids. So I know that there's like, it's, in one way, it's easier said than done. But in another way, it's also just not supposed to be easy either. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be done. And I think it is simpler than maybe some people think. And your kid is going to be okay. Like, Mm -hmm. we're smart. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my two cents, I guess. Well, cool. That was fun. Cool. Homeschooling. We're in favor. Um, It's fun. It's freeing. It's liberating. Fun, free, and liberating. FFL, as it were. Hmm. Yeah. I'm all into acronyms these days. Or acros. Cool. We say cool a lot. I feel like we should come up with a catchphrase. Hey, gang. For season three, go to opalentertainmentmusic.com slash between takes and give us some catchphrase ideas for what uh, we might say. During the awkward pauses that may yeah, occur. Yeah, <laughs> we can just like throw them out there real quick. I gotta yawn one more time because <sighs> Liv yawned a bunch at the beginning of the episode and then I kind of, you know, we're taking shifts. <laughs> All right, folks, go listen to some Gershwin. Thanks um, for tuning in. Start homeschooling fun. your children. Um, and stay away from four year old girls and laundromats. Those are kind of the moral of the stories. Okay. Just letting you know that. All right, y'all. See you next week. Deuces. Bye bye. I don't know. I'm trying out new podcast personalities. Remember? Let's try this. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.
Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Olivia O'Neill, and this is Aiden Driscoll on guitar. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tell your friends, and tune in next week for a brand new episode of Between Takes.